0: How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is the next, the new, the hot edition of Growing Up Gay. This is your boy Malik.
1: What's up, y'all, it's Vaughn.
0: And again, this is Growing Up Gay. So I hope you guys have been enjoying all of the episodes that you've heard thus far. We've been seeing so much like traction and the numbers are going up, and the numbers do not lie. So we are excited that so many new people have joined our tribe and that are with us and are listening. And you know, we see the comments and we we see the DMs when you guys message us and say that you're enjoying it. So again, we love you and we're so appreciative. Um, Vaughn, how have you been this week? Uh, I've been good. I've been
1: a little all over the place. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's my norm. <laughs> I feel like all over the place place. is my norm, and I need to, like, chill. (laughs) Like, Mercury is finally out of micro braid. She's been out of there for a second, and I I just need life to, like, calm down. (laughs) But, no, I've been good. uh, Preparing for work to get busy, because unlike... I mean, work has been busy. I don't know what a slow season is anymore. That's the one thing I will say about, like, working in hospitality in New York is, like, so different from Atlanta, because... Atlanta My experience was always that like Summer was the busy season And like once you got to September After like Dragon Con and Labor Day weekend And all that stuff Like you got a bit of a grace period Whereas it's the opposite here Like we have so much So much So much happening in September But I'm also I feel good Like I feel like a change A change is gonna come You know what I mean Absolutely I feel like it's on. I was trying not to sing. <laughs> uh, <I'm really laughs> I trying. felt it coming on. Right. I felt it in your bones. <laughs> it was almost coming. Um, but no, nah, I've been good. You know, back in the gym, back to trying to eat, cl- trying to eat clean, trying to you know stay focused. I'm really trying to do like. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how, like, going celibate and, like, it, like, refocuses their, their life and, like, things change. And I'm not sleeping any- with anyone or trying to sleep with anyone, so it's not, like, something that's hard for me to do. But I'm trying to, like, you know, zen my life. Trying to, like, you know. That's why I'm thinking about starting she yoga. she on
0: your, um... You on your numye yeah, rengye, <laughs> right? I'm trying to be on my numye rengye ho my numye yeah, Renge ho Like I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to. Bitch, where is it- Where is uh Angelica Ross at? <laughs>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to figure out a way to like balance. I want to be one of them niggas that's like their life is like all the way together and they're like balanced and like you know mm. that's what I'm trying to get to. Trying. That's good. It's a little hard living in New York, but (laughs) I'm trying.
0: It's a practice. It's a daily. It's a daily, daily attempt to do what you want to do, and you know, incorporate those things. It's gonna happen. It's happening right now. You're working on it.
1: I I believe so, friend. I I really do. How have you been in the past uh, week or so since we last recorded?
0: I've been well in this week. Much like you, I swear we're so aligned. I've been back on this. Journey of wanting to really take care of myself and my body. Um, Yeah. I think... Really want it... I I think that's a fall thing. Well, it it, it, it absolutely is a fall thing. And what's interesting is that, remember, I was talking about... um, I went and did did the tarot last week with that guy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it was two weeks ago now. But in the tarot, she talked about how so much harvest and so much change and and and, and, and shedding of the layers what was going to happen this fall and, and you know that happens to a lot of people in the fall but um especially this fall that I would be getting ready and gearing up to harvest and to reap all of the the things that I've been working on all of the the, um, the seeds that I've sold that they would be able to really be able to cash in and I would be able to see the fruits of my labor this fall and so um I think that both of us are just aligned in the way that that energy is manifesting around both of us because we've been putting a lot of hard work into our craft and individually and wholly with this show. So, um, That's I've true. definitely been back on my eating healthy shit and trying to, ma- and trying to make some shit happen. Yes, sir. Um, I you that. were,
1: you were grilling today. Do you want to tell them about, you know, you yeah. made a meal. You guys,
0: <laughs> I grilled today. Um, what I've been doing recently is, and this is like no secret, whenever I go to the grocery store, I always check and see what's on sale, especially in um, the fresh seafood area. Because it's nothing like some good grilled shrimp or, mm. um, you know, maybe a lobster tail or Ooh. whatever. Like, that's all I do is shrimp or lobster tail. I don't do any crab. Um, but <laughs>
1: that's all I do is shrimp. That's I all I do. I, do is shrimp. I don't and, do and, oohs and, and ahs. I'm I don't. Right? Okay. I'm I very bougie over here. And uh,
0: I just, I'm just not a crab girl. That's that's never my mom. With all that that cracking and it's just too much pulling it out. I don't have time. Well, um, when but you have
1: the skill, you know.
0: You know what. <laughs> 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 that's that's the problem I don't have the skill
1: I do not have the skill I love crab But I'm also like I We used to go fishing And catch crabs And like bring them home So it's like nostalgic For me to eat crab
0: See that Now that that's beautiful wow. That's something That I wish I had Growing up But you know Honey I grew up in Atlanta And said we ain't have No damn y'all crabs Y'all ain't got it like that us. No <laughs> well, Y'all
1: might have crabs But
0: not them kind of crabs <laughs> Shit Damn <laughs> Well it isn't less a I was just about to yeah. surprise <laughs> You know what? I was just be, about to say, Pride
1: is coming up. That's not,
0: that's not. That's not what. That's not what Atlanta Pride is about. So I, I, I take that. Girl, in. it's um, about. All in all, you guys. I grilled shrimp today for lunch, and I had some asparagus. <laughs> Where do we go? and I had some asparagus. Oh my! I cannot eat it. I, bless! I had some asparagus with this shrimp um and it was really good and i also grilled some some salmon with it um so i'm going to have that for lunch tomorrow um and then for the rest of the weekend um but my week's been well like i said i've been you know eating eating healthy and um you know teaching lots of yoga and i've i've lost a few pounds come on skinny um, so you know i'm just i'm just getting it back tight and right getting it back tight and right and um i'm i'm prepping up for Atlanta Pride weekend so i think it's going to be uh, a a a very venturous day and I hope that the girls have their lives together this weekend and
1: <laughs> No, seriously, I hope everyone has an amazing time at Atlanta Pride if you are there. I hope y'all celebrate each other. I hope y'all love on each other, um emotionally, mentally mm-hmm. and physically. You know, get your rocks mm-hmm. off if you need to. Mm-hmm. And also I never mind, I was gonna say something really tacky. <laughs> Cause I I was just gonna say, I hope some of y'all that have like friction can work through it. Um, oh yeah, or fight. Yeah. I'm not against fighting. I I would like to see the videos. <laughs> if,
0: <sighs> you know, what, if you if you have friction with someone and, and you're at Pride, and you see that bitch, pay her no mind, or beat her
1: ass. I mean, like it's oh, <laughs> oh. let me stop. I'm I'm joking. I'm I'm actually not. Um, Growing Up Gay does not consent to <laughs> we violence. We do not condone violence. This is we a do mature not show violence. with two this corporate gentlemen they show that we do love. not. <laughs> <laughs> we promote positivity, love, and guidance, and growth within the community. Not violence. Okay.
0: Not violence.
1: <laughs> with that being said, Malik,
0: can with you please being get said us that together? to our Get Us Together segment. Um, for those that are just now tuning in to Growing Up Gay, Um, Get It Together is a segment where Yvonne and I, we talk about health, mental, spiritual based tips, tricks, things that we're doing to really increase our quality of life. Um, And today, my Get It Together is going to be about rejection. And it's titled Rejection Is Okay. Ooh, okay. Um, I know quite often we think that rejection is the end of the world. We... You know, it's, it's, it's devastating, it's painful. You know, I, I can't believe they don't like me. And we have a hard time with really like just conceptualizing what it, what it, what it means. And um, we have a hard time with actually even internalizing and being introspective about the feelings that we face and how our body reacts when we face rejection. And, and then how all of those other things tie into our emotion and, and how we respond to it. Um, and then how that response affects our quality of life. Um, so recently, I was challenged to do a rejection workbook exercise. And what the exercise says is, imagine a scenario when you felt rejected. It doesn't have to be connected to yoga, but it could be. If you have an experience similar, I'm sorry, if you have experienced a similar scenario to the one that to the one that we're gonna describe above, then use that one. All right, so so the scenario is, imagine students are coming to your class. Or just imagine that you are a worker and you're going to work and um, people aren't showing up for you. So your manager is not really responding to you. People around the team really aren't um, responding to your emails. No one's supporting you. You're not being invited to you know, the company um, luncheons that they have. Maybe these lunches are you know, thrown by employees. You're not just being welcomed to the group, right? So next, we want to talk about what does that experience feel like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Um, how does your body feel when you feel rejected? And so I then took these questions and I said, well, how do I feel when I feel reject when I feel rejection? And so I said, I feel it feels sharp. Yeah. I shut down. Yeah. It feels unbearable. <clears throat> Um, I generally feel cool or cold. My body is kind of intense, but I guess it's like a cool feeling. And then I thought about the adjectives that come across me when I think about the rejection. So I I feel used. I feel worthless. I feel disposable. I feel like a prop. I feel sad. I feel not good enough. So the next question is, after you've described those feelings, what did you learn from those feelings? And how do you want to move differently now that you can identify and place those feelings and how they make you feel? So what I wrote is I said, I need to get clear about what my values are and how these values drive my passions. If I have better values, I won't use the metric of students attending my yoga classes to judge how good of a teacher slash person I am. So... There's oftentimes when we think about rejection, we're tying rejection to our worth, to our value, um, to how people see us. And it necessarily doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes the rejection could just be something that was maybe beneficial or it could be a coaching. It could be, you know, there could be a lesson behind it. But when we look at rejection as a badge of honor, whatever we're being rejected about, Then we kind of have to look at whatever we're using as a metric to decide That this is equaling to how I feel about myself um All in all the sentence it makes me feel uncomfortable because i'm confronting things that are systematic within my dna and my family history So i've taken like some time to review the stories that my parents have told me about my family's upbringing and um some of the things that i've i've dealt with and I think that um, I am predisposed to maybe dealing with rejection a lot more cr- in 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 a lot more critical way because of how I was raised at home and how I kind of felt like that my maybe m- maybe my father rejected me the love that I, the love that I wanted so then maybe what? in my Ooh. adult life I have a super hard time dealing with rejection and and, and then I internalize it and deal with it in ways that may be really harmful for me mm. so I think all in all to get it together is. Again, get clear about what your values are and how they drive your passions and your wants and your desires. And if you're able to identify clear values that are really positive in your life and that make you feel good, then you're able to assess and change the metrics that of what you use to judge your life. Um, So all in all, rejection is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a time for us to readjust and to look over our life with a magnifying glass.
1: I actually really like that because i'm i'm someone that doesn't put myself out there to be rejected Mm -hmm. because i can't necessarily deal with rejection Mm -hmm. um so i like that like there's some
0: some work there that i might pull from that yeah like i i you know i think a good question would be you know what what could this rejection show me that I don't want to know? Right. What don't I want to see, you know, and what those don't, and I want to feel what they, don't I want to experience. Yeah. What don't you want to experience? What don't you want to feel? And then that can kind of help you, uh, down, down that path. I like
1: that friend. That was really good.
0: Good. Have really you liked
1: it? Um, I don't have a get it together for this week, but uh, what I want to do is, uh, shout out two different things. Um, one of those is uh, a podcast by the name of Let's Fight Pod. It's hosted by my friend Tierra and her homegirl, uh, Shari. These are two millennial black uh, young women that discuss everything from pop culture to sex and relationships. And it's a essentially kind of a debate podcast, hence the name Let's Fight. Uh, they just started literally last week. They have one, maybe two episodes out. And I just, I love it. The first episode was, was really fun. Uh, Shar <laughs> <laughs> on the first episode, they were discussing like things that are known for them in relationships. And Shar. who... <laughs> Ha! Huh. <laughs> <'Cause it's> like <laughs> down. Because Shari said she 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 doesn't want a man with a bigger ass than her. Cause she said, what it look like you hit me from the
0: back and your ass clapping, but mine not?" <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, Yo <laughs> I was Ooh, I was in the back
1: uh, I was in the back of a Via when I was listening to it and I hollered. The gentleman looked back like, <laughs> "Are you okay?" Because <laughs> I screamed. Uh, that shit took me the fuck down. So that's Let's Fight Pod. <laughs> um, what a gem! Truly, the second thing is um, my friend Aaliyah. She's uh, has a podcast. It's called the Two Gay to Care Podcast. Uh, she just recently started her transition, and <clears throat> she actually has a GoFundMe for anyone that would like to um, donate any amount, small or big. Uh, you can go to her her Twitter, which is Aaliyah, like the singer, Kai, Kai K-Y-K-Y, Aaliyah K-Y-K-Y, and you can donate. Um, so those are my two things that y'all need to get together, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, give back, ho. Give back. Uh, so... With that being said, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with the growing up gay.
0: Hey, you guys, it's Malik. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show so far. Remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here. This is a community based show and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like subscribe and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode.
1: For this week's Growing Up Gay, uh, we went ahead and titled it the VM Gays. Um, (laughs) We wanted to, to discuss, of course, the 2019 Video Music Awards, as well as the VMAs in general, because, you know, every young gay boy grew up... Well, not every young gay boy. Young gay boys of a certain age, between, let's say, 35 and maybe 20, uh grew up watching the VMAs when it was actually important, uh, when it mm-hmm. meant something, when we really got iconic moments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I just wanted to discuss that because uh, I feel like there was a little bit of magic, not a little bit, a lot of magic missing from this year's VMAs. It wasn't a bad show um, at all. I think it was a pretty good show all around, but <clears throat> I wanted to really like, you know, in the great words of Aaliyah, go back back while we discuss forth and forth. Um, so let's start with the 2019 VMAs. What were s- some of your favorite moments from this year's VMAs, Malik?
0: Uh, favorite moments from this year's show? Um, Definitely Normani on the top of that basketball goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about epic. Talk about just, I felt like it was a very distinct It was a very um, dynamic moment Um, when she threw the leg up and she kind of did like the little back bend on the goal. Mm -hmm. I feel like her performance was very just, um, it it was strong. Mm -hmm. And it was very in your face like, yes, you will not deny me. And not only will you not deny me, bitch, just let let me be your motivation, okay? Like, I, (laughs) I felt like her performance was just very much... Reclaiming my time, I am that girl, and I can perform. Um, and even with the the fuck ups with her music, kind of like skipping a little bit and having some like little syncopation issues, you know, she still held it down. I thought she was in a, I thought she did an amazing job. Another moment that I really liked about this year's VMAs, um, I really love that there were so many overall Black artists performing this yeah. year, um, and I felt like it added to just the authenticity. That black people. We contribute so much. When it comes to pop culture. And music. And how we are the beat. And the heartbeat under every movement when it comes to anything that's hot and popular. Just how you were talking about last episode. You know, we make it fun. We make it hot. And I felt like the VMAs did a great job at showing that, damn, look at all these black folks that are performing. These are the people that are leading the wave when it comes to what's in. And I really appreciate that, especially the the whole New Jersey moment. Queen Latifah coming out. Ugh. I died. I screamed. I went up. I thought that was so sickening. Right. to me so those are the moments that I really loved and of course Lizzo was I mean amazing I loved her vocal performance I felt like that she, she Lizzo is one of those girls that she does a really good time at a really good job at perfecting her performance and being able to execute it and making sure that's something that she can execute um, versus other girls who kind of just get out there and just do whatever and they like they don't think well can I actually really do this and get tens across the board like Lizzo is a girl that I feel like what she does, she makes sure it's in her wheelhouse. Like, right. <clears throat> she can air it well out. She's well
1: executed.
0: She her, her shit is well executed. What are some of your favorite moments in the VMAs this year? Normani was definitely
1: a moment for me. Um, like you said, there were definitely some issues with her performance, but I think she had like a strong eight, which is a, a really good start. Uh, and I honestly, yep. I commend her. And I always say this about like people that are singers and performers, like I don't get how... I mean, I get it. The show does go on, and I've been in performances where things have messed up, and you do have to just keep performing, but I would have the urge to be like, ah, uh ah, stop, no. <laughs> <laughs> run this shit back. <laughs> Bring the goal. I'm going back to the... T- run, no, we're running it back. <laughs> like, Damn, we are gonna start all over. I would just start all over. <laughs> like, So I really commend her, because uh, there was, she, Like I said, there were some issues between her costume struggling to come off, um yep. uh the the sound and and things being off and just there were there were even it was so funny because i watched i've watched the performance back a bunch of times and i think because i am someone that's so interested in creative direction and like the orchestration of a performance and i tend to watch from that eye as opposed to just like a blind fan that's watching um
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've been able to pinpoint so many things <laughs> like for instance when her dancer the, the asian one that she did the 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 he went under her and she did a little hip roll twerk moment thing on him he slipped when he was first coming out of the 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 audience and it, he almost fell but yep. he, he collected himself and um but yeah it, overall normani was a, a moment i cannot wait to see what she continues to deliver i would love to work with her um especially on like the pre-recording of the vocals and um there's just she has a great team already, but if I could just slide in there somehow and help out, I would love it. Um, Missy was a moment for me to see her get her things finally, um, was beautiful to see, and she had. I felt it's crazy because she had a good amount of time, but I wish they could have given her like three more minutes. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing with Normani. I hate the fact that they they threw her, her and her together.
0: I hated that
1: because you could tell Normani was like speed performing. She couldn't really sit in any of her moments, and I and that's probably why the performance felt how it felt, because she couldn't really sit in any moment. So I didn't really care for that MTV. Y'all could have definitely given them them girls separate performances. Well, the um, gag
0: is that they were over budget, extremely over budget, which is why Missy wasn't able to um have a longer a longer show. Oh, that
1: explains that. That
0: explains
1: mm-hmm. that. Um. So yeah, Normani, Missy. Uh, The whole, uh, we're keeping positive, we're keeping positive. What were good moments? Um, Some more good moments? Oh, yeah, Lizzo was, Lizzo was, you know, I have a thing with Lizzo. I like her, but I can't, it doesn't, like, all the way coil over for me, and it's so funny, I, (laughs) I was, uh, a a tweet went, re-went viral, if you will, I don't know how to, what (laughs) word that is. I did record Um, a tweet
0: before you even could tweet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right ugh. Um, And it was uh, I just took a DNA test uh, I just took a DNA test Found out I'm 100% that bitch And come to my surprise It was not Lizzo that tweeted it And it was a young, Yeah it was a young lady She's Jamaican Shout out to us um, And she apparently is the originator of that line And what sucks is Lizzo's about to have the number one song in America Because she is Truth Hurts is on a track to be number one next week um, Or this upcoming week I should say And that young lady is not going to get any credit because they stole that lyric from her. And in looking into it, apparently, because, you know, the song was written a very long time ago. I don't know if y'all, because I've been, I've seen, been seeing Lizzo come up since like 2016. Um, Yeah, she's been on the rise for a few years now. For years, yeah. And the song was actually like done and everything in 2017. Come to find out, a gay white man helped her write the song.
0: Which song, Truth Hurts? yeah. Dead. That right. sounds like a, that sounds like some bullshit. And you know what's so?
1: And you know what's so funny? After finding out that she had worked with this gentleman, I was like, "That's probably what it is." Because I've always felt Lizzo's music is a little, it's soulless.
0: I don't want to say, yeah, it's like... fake soul. It's like fake soul. It's, it's like... like performative soul. It's performative soul. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, like even even <laughs> even her soul. She's song... like pan- She's like pandering. That, yeah. That's what I always say And she, and even she has this
1: song That's supposed to be like this big ballad And she sings the fuck out of it It's very loud I, I always forget the name of the song It's a very loud song um, And even that Every time I watch her perform it I'm like ooh she's singing But I don't really Like there's nothing there You don't feel it Right It's just like good singing But there's really nothing Anyway Went off on tangent So yeah Lizzo was another good moment um, I'm gonna go into things I don't like because I'm miserable. <laughs>
0: you bitch,
1: camilla Oh, that white boy. I'm tired Damn. of it. I'm tired of it. Let it go,
0: Se- Senorita. No,
1: Senor. No, I don't want it. No, <laughs> we're we're sending it back. We don't want any more. No mas. Okay, no mas. No. The host awful, and he was orange. Like oh, I thought the host was
0: decent. I thought the host was was awful.
1: He, I grew up okay. So I grew up um, with like white friends, and I have two white friends that come to mind when I when I think of this host, and both of them are Italian. He reminds me of like their uncle that would come (laughs) out when we were like playing video games or in the backyard playing like and, and like would joke, and you'd be sitting there like. Can we get back What the fuck? Can we get back to what we was doing? <laughs> I didn't need I didn't need a stand-up special. I, I I just wanted to play kickball. He reminds me of that. He was awful. They could have definitely gotten somebody else to host. Um <clears throat> what were some other bad moments? The red carpet uh, was very dry. Um Yeah, the red carpet was dry. The, very dry. The
0: outfits this year were were dry. Yeah. I did like what I did like what Lil Nas wore. Um, his his I didn't like,
1: His performance was so flat. Bless his heart. Oh, I mean, he was just walking. He was just jumping around the whole time. He. I don't need him to to do choreography because he can't. Not that he can't dance, but you know how some people that can dance but they do, they don't do choreography well. Yeah. He's one of those people because I feel like he can like do all the fun black dances. You know, I'm sure he can do those, but like. Every time I see him do choreography, it's like and a one two left and
0: a one two right and. (laughs) But I feel like the choreography he was doing for a pinini was was a very and a one two left and a one two. But it was very like line dancing. Even if you go
1: up, like I've seen him perform um, uh, "Old Town Road" twice, and it's the same thing. Very Mm -hmm. like Anna, and I get it. He's young. He's just starting out. This is his first year of fame. I'm sure he'll get better over time. I just didn't care for his performance either. I didn't care for his red carpet look. It was supposed to be old to Prince, all that extra. And that's another thing. Let me pull everybody in, just come, come close to me, baby. baby. Come close. Okay. <laughs> Enough of the homage. I get it. I, I understand. I love the Leah too. Um, I too. I'm a child of the early two thousands, late nineties. That's was you know where I was raised. Can we can we just give them their stuff back and create our own? Damn, you're right. I, can we? Can we just? Can we create our own? Can y'all can y'all create your own? Enough with the nostalgia. Enough. So yeah, that was the VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that being said, uh, we wanted to discuss the VMAs of yore. Um, You know, the VMAs that we grew up watching, the exciting, you know, uh, life-changing, moment-creating, you know, spectacle that used to be the MTV Video Music Awards. Because now I feel like it's just MTV giving out awards to people in hopes of them showing up. Like, the whole... And I love Megan The The Stallion. I mean, I'm currently a little cool on her for reasons we're gonna discuss. But... How she won an award for a song that came out last week? I mean, last fucking week. And it was given like "Song of the Summer." Like they really could have given, like they could have given her "Song of the Summer" for, for um,
0: hot girl song.
1: I, mean, I mean, for big old freak, and that was big old made freak. Yeah, sense. big old
0: freak, big old
1: freak. But yeah. also, also the nominations came out months ago, and this was not a category, so. Oh, this
0: is Since, not a category. And
1: I'm a, and I'm not a hypocrite, so I'm gonna do the same thing. Normani sis
0: "What did Normani win the award for?" She won an award
1: for best R&B for Waves, and that's hers. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not discounting that at all. Um, it's just. I, MTV needs to stop throwing away Who's awards. in the category for her with her. It doesn't matter. MTV needs to stop giving stop throwing away awards. I get it. You guys want people to come, but the whole throwing away awards just like it, it Okay, so my the property that I work for is a very prestigious property. It's um flagship property, all those nice things, right? And and whenever we go through training, one of the things that's always reiterated to us is that Your brand, our brand, and our property is our brand and our property, regardless of whatever customers that stay with us. If we continue to bend and twist and take form of the customers that stay with us, it's no longer our brand, it's theirs. It's no longer our company, it's theirs. So, I feel like MTV might need to revisit that, that notion if somebody wants to take that and send it to them. Because I feel like at this point, the VMAs don't hold any weight. MTV doesn't mm. hold any weight. Like, a VMA award used to be a thing that people were like, oh, I have a Grammy and a VMA. Now it's kind of like...
0: <laughs> I got a VMA. B-
1: now it's like a BET award. No shade to BET. I'm just being blunt. And I'm only saying that because we don't put pride into, into the BET awards. Not because it's black-owned or was black-owned because it's not black-owned anymore. It's just I want them to do better. And I want them to, like... Be a little stingy with the cootie cat, okay? Just a little stingy. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. <laughs> um, so, yes, let's discuss some of our favorite moments or some of the iconic moments of uh, the old VMAs.
0: Yes, yes. So, one of my favorite iconic moments, and this is in no particular order, but my and I'm gonna my first moment I want to talk about is gonna be. Beyonce on the red carpet with Aaliyah Um, I thought That moment was just so genuine Two girls who love To sing, two girls who love music Just interacting and finding common ground Which is fine, sexy men A.K.A. D'Angelo And Beyonce said, and girl And you know he fine, can I get an amen Like (laughs) Country and Aaliyah And girl you know he fine (laughs) And girl you know he fine, like this country, like, I just really loved it. And I loved that Beyonce was, was hosting the red carpet and that Aaliyah was on her Hollywood Barbie. She was on her movie girl shit. And I just felt like it was just so cool to see um, them two together like that that way before she died. And um, that's a moment I just loved on the red carpet, that moment with Beyonce and Aaliyah. And, it's you know, people always talk about it and, like, retweeting and shit like that.
1: That was, that was definitely a fun moment I remember that um mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of my moments is definitely one of the most iconic fashion moments for the VMAs and that's little Kim at the 1999 VMAs with mm-hmm. her titty out and the purple pasty um it's a moment we've seen a lot of people recreate for Halloween, um, and especially the moment that I wanted to focus on <laughs> is when she was <laughs> when she was giving up that award with, it was her, uh, Diana Ross and Mary J. Blige, and Diana lifted her hand up to show her titty, and then, like, <laughs> she played with her titty. That, I, I remember watching that and being like, wow, is that, like, yeah. allowed? <laughs>
0: that was, like, a gag, Right.
1: <laughs> right i was like wow so this is happening diana ross is playing with somebody's titty on TV right now <laughs> in, the- <laughs> in this moment on tv all right so yeah that, that's definitely one of my
0: top five most iconic moments um my next one is gonna be lil kim when Lil' Kim was released from prison, she came to the VMAs and they, they were playing lighters up and she walked out and she had like these two guards walk her out. And she was in handcuffs and, um, you know, they had um, lighters up playing in the background. And it was just such um, that shit was a moment. It was it was such a, I, I, just, just just an iconic moment because it was like Lil Kim is released. She's been away for so long. Um, she's out. She looks amazing. She's still beautiful. She's still fabulous. Like it's the queen of rap. She's back, and I just felt like that moment. It was just homage, you know. It was just homage about her legacy and about who she was and and and, and uh, how important she was to the culture. And so, um, for me, that was I was so happy to see her because, like I said. Not, I didn't say this, but when I am a huge Lil Kim fan, and when Lil Kim went to jail, they had the show called Countdown to Lockdown. It was on BET. Um and Lil Kim had also released the album Naked Truth, which got five marks, five mics on the Source. Um, at that time, she was the only, she was the first female rapper to ever get five five mics from the Source at that time. Um, and so, I have been following her career very closely, and I was just really, really happy to finally see her release. So, I was really excited about that moment. That was, you know what it made
1: me think of? Remember, remember like iconic intros? Like, no music, just a person would appear on stage, or like they would sing one note, and like the crowd would go crazy. That doesn't happen anymore. No, like, remember when Whitney, uh, oh my god, who was she? She was uh, presenting something or presenting someone to perform, and all she did was like the stage was, I'll never forget this, the stage was completely blank. And all you heard was her hit the N.I.
0: And everyone lost their shit.
1: Everyone lost their shit. Or like the 1995 VMAs where uh, Michael, he like, the stage was completely black. And he was wearing like his all black with his little shiny jacket and his white socks. And he just like took three steps and did his little neck thing and his hand. And the place went (laughs) ape shit. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, ape yeah. shit. I miss that. We need that again. We need we need people to start doing that again. We need... I don't yeah. know if they have the... We don't necessarily have people that have the range.
0: Well, I kind of feel like Cardi B had it when she was standing there introducing Missy Ellie, and it was like, Cardi, Cardi, Cardi. That's different, like,
1: though. That's different. That's, that's definitely people, like, recognizing that she's that girl. But I'm just talking about... I'm not even... I'm doing one thing, or I'm, I'm barely doing anything, and people are just like...
0: Like you can just feel
1: their presence in the air, and it's like their presence is so overwhelming that
0: just like yeah, you know yeah, Yeah. that's like you know like you know when Beyonce performs, people pass out and they just cry. Do they? Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: that was funny. Talk about some do they. Uh, <laughs> do they um so Ooh. my next moment speaking of presents and icons um whitney and mariah present yes. best male video at the 1998 vmas now for the children out there that might be a little young y'all might not remember this moment mm. but i do okay mm-hmm. maybe i'm showing my age um If you guys don't remember this moment, this was again at the 1998 VMAs where Whitney and Mariah wore the same dress and they uh, came down separate sides of a staircase. Well, Whitney came down the staircase and and Mariah uh, sauntered in from behind Um, and they kind of had this little cute moment because, you know, that was a thing back then. It was kind of like Rihanna and Beyonce today. How, like, these two black, you know, powerhouse superstars that people aren't really sure whether they're friends or whether they're cool. I mean, there's when you believe and all that stuff. But it was like, is there tension? Is there not tension? Like, it was kind of, you know what I mean? You didn't know what to think. And then, like, for them both to come. That just shows you the power the VMAs used to have. Because I bet yeah. you today y'all could not get Rihanna and Beyonce <laughs> to present oh, no. an award together. You couldn't. No.
0: No, that just goes it.
1: to show how important the VMAs were, like they, and it was such a beautiful exchange. The try it on, man. Yeah, try it on, man. Try it on, man. I always remember that part. Uh, so that's definitely one of my uh, most iconic moments.
0: Try it on, me Try it on, me And we look to you, Whitney Nippy. We miss you. We love you. Um. Another one of my favorite moments from the VMAs Is going to be the Taylor Swift Kanye West Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time I'm sorry <laughs> uh, Well first Kanye Beyonce did have one of the greatest videos of all time That is a fact uh, And to see the look Of just Gaggedness And overall devastation That came across that that little girl's face Taylor Swift in 2000. Uh, nine. That Taylor was like, was just what she is, was uh, mortified. Is, was
1: she was, was mortified? She
0: truly was. And I had never felt so good in my life. Okay, <laughs> by seeing her so gagged, I thought that was hilarious. I hated um, that, but that also moment. You did you hated it? Why
1: it it, it pissed me off. To- because I felt like that was her moment, regardless of how you felt or regardless of how you feel. You don't. And I also felt like, why would you do that to Beyonce? Yeah. Like Beyonce is minding all of her business. She's going to win other awards. Like you already kind of know how this works. And like, if you feel that way, you can feel that way. But like, and I also feel like Kanye knew what he was doing because had that been someone else, he wouldn't have got his black ass on that stage he would not have gotten his black because let that have been pink pink would have punched him in his shit yep pink would have laid his ass out like happily so i just i just felt like that was and and the thing is i'm not even like a taylor swift i don't even really care for taylor swift i don't really like her but although i did like her a lot more back then but this is another story but the point is it just it was incredibly rude like incredibly rude and that was kind of that was when i started disliking kanye west because i felt like how do you have how are you so full of yourself that you can go on stage during someone else's acceptance speech and tell them that they don't deserve something, <laughs> like, like that's wild disrespectful. Mhm. It's like it's it's wild annoying too. Yeah. Like, and I know Beyonce was just like this nigga.
0: Yeah, she was gagged, and 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 I really think that B was. I think I think in, in the back end of things like in the, her heart her hearts was like a little upset that he, that he would put her in that situation but I was right like, thank you for taking up for me but I don't need that, you know right like, it's like uh, it's like
1: girl I get it but stop, stop. <laughs> like, yeah stop. I get it
0: but stop yeah um that's mine that is uh, one of my favorite vMA moments uh,
1: another one of mine is <laughs> speaking of Jay-Z and beyonce well speaking of beyonce Jay-Z her husband. At the 2009 VMAs same. What the fuck was in the air At the 2009 VMAs What was going on Amber was walking up on stage Everybody mama. was. Little Mama decided To bum rush the stage While Jay Z and Alicia were performing uh, A New York State of Mind <laughs> And it will forever be One of the funniest things I have ever seen And the funniest part about Again Beyonce Poor Beyonce Beyonce tried to stop Lil Mama, and Lil Mama shook her off. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> have you never seen that video? You know I have. Uh, I was about to say. Ha- I was about to say, friend, you have got to find that. Beyonce was like, "Hey, I what are you think- doing?" And Lil Mama was like, "Back up! <laughs> like, this is my moment!" <laughs> like, and then the the thing that makes it all the more funny is the fact that not does she just get on stage. She gets directly in the middle of them performing and is looking at Jay Z and nodding her head, and Jay Z is looking at her and nodding his head. And Jay is like, "Why the fuck are you on stage?" And she's like, "I don't know why the fuck I'm on stage."
0: I, <laughs> Belicia, <laughs> 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 just in the background yelling. <laughs> just <laughs> I just watched the clip again, and the grabbing her hand. And then the girl pulled away from her. <laughs> it was yo, and that's what
1: made it. That's what made it such a gem to me because Beyonce was clearly like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And she was just, she was in a trance of, of her like, I just, I, what a moment, truly. Little Mama what? said she had to be on stage with it. Little Mama said, it is my time. <laughs> this is New York. They are singing about New York. I am from New York, and we are in New York. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> this is my time. Like.
0: But listen, Alicia Keys said, she wished she would enjoy the song for her seat. <laughs> Why did Little Mama do that?
1: Yo, it was so fucking funny, yo. <laughs> like, so funny. Like, <laughs> my God. like, what the fuck? What is going through your mind is to make you say, I'm going to get up out my seat and join these people's performance after they had been rehearsing? <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, say, fucking, I don't know, Ooh. fucking um, I don't pick someone <laughs> bitch Sierra <laughs> no I'm not gonna do Sierra because C- Sierra don't have Sierra has sense Sierra ain't crazy okay. like that
0: okay but um, it's like
1: DMX. no okay picture what's that she yells she's young and she yells a lot and she raps Um, Ooh, Rico uh, Nasty that's okay. like Rico Nasty walking up on stage during a Beyonce performance like <laughs> <laughs> Just in the midst of Beyonce fucking the stage up Rico nasty just hops on stage and is like I had to dah. be here Like I had to be here like, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> no. no No So
0: what's, what's What's
1: another moment for you
0: <laughs> Another moment for me I'm back lord have mercy That took me out Another moment for me you guys is gonna be um, Vivica Fox and Fifty Cent Walking Around. Oh my together. god. Now let me tell you something. This is off of the heels of Kill Bill. Vivica Fox had uh Kill she Bill volume one. Vivica Fox is that girl. She has she is the blockbuster queen. Um she's doing her thing and then Fifty Cent is this new rap nigga coming up in the game. He's popping. He has song, he has songs on the hot one hundred. And him and Vivica are hand in hand, arm in arm, looking like the power couple that they were at that time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know that, that was just a a great moment to see them two beautiful chocolate folks together doing a thing, having fun. Um, and I enjoy seeing them. Uh, while, while they were together. I love how you have a positive outlook on that because I
1: don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? That whole like- night. Was a mess for Auntie Vivica Like it was Do you not remember her performing with, with the Yin Yang twins Britney Oh Dia? you don't remember No Vivica uh-uh! Oh friend Oh see that's why Oh bless your heart See you stopped at the red carpet No Vivica brought her 45 year old ass out No, I'm just joking. I don't think she was 45, but she was definitely, like, 40. She brought her ass out on stage and performed with the Ying Yang Twins because she had on some booty shorts. I will never forget this. She had on these, like, booty uh, shorts with, like... They were, like, jean booty shorts, but they had, like, metallic wiring or something. She had on these uh, big uh, metallic heels with this cowboy, metallic cowboy hat and a wife beater that was cropped with, like... Jewel designs And Vivica was shaking her entire body Trying to shake her ass I will never forget it I remember watching that shit mortified I was like what is she doing (laughs) That is hilarious man She made a fool of her damn self She made a fool of herself Shout out to auntie Vivica though Um, Shout out to Vivica (laughs) um, Another moment of mine Is Rihanna's video Vanguard Mm. what a year 2016 was a great year for the VMAs such a time but just to be a young nigga from the Caribbean to see a young black woman from the Caribbean rise to the ranks that she rose to and was able to get this prestigious award meant so much to me like just to see her be celebrated And to see her have her moment And also to see her curve the shit out of Drake When he said he'd been loving her his whole life She was like oh Huh? <laughs> she was like huh? What? what? Um, yeah it was just <sighs> What a moment Moment that was truly pleasing to me
0: A moment that We shall always have Always have Yes um, Another moment that I really love in the VMAs, it's 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 gonna be the aftermath behind Brandy and Monica's performance of The Boy's Mine. Um, apparently throw
1: them Bows
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Monica had to go Campbellton roll on on Miss Brandy Norwood and let her know she was not the one to be played with, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Because Brandy was backstage trying to be cute, trying to be very... (laughs) <laughs> you know, very much Hollywood on Monica and she wasn't having it. Mon- Monica said,
1: Girl, I know you want to be down, but don't get your ass beat. <laughs> like <laughs> you, <laughs> this ain't this ain't the one. <laughs>
0: oh my god. I mean, once I heard the story about what went down backstage, I mean that right there really just sent me for a loop. It still takes me to tears. And then and then honestly, if you watch the performance, you can see the tension in the air but when those two girls are on the stage together performing, like you can cut it with the knife. Right. Absolutely. It's obvious. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, my my number one. What I'm going to put on my list for my number one uh, moment at the VMAs is actually Britney Spears's uh, 2007 VMA performance. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> this was a moment for the good and the bad, mostly the bad. Um, but there was some good. In lots there. of good in that moment. There I was lots right. of good in that moment, like for all the wrong reasons. Yes, um, between Rihanna and Melissa laughing—not at her, but at the strippers. <laughs> Every, although people thought they were laughing at her, still funny because it just. Britney is is Britney Spears is the VMAs, period.
0: Yeah, she there is the VMa.
1: She, there isn't a more recognizable VMA face than Britney Spears. So to see who to see someone that essentially kind of built the VMAs have this moment where yes it was a down but it could have been an up because if like if you were if you remember that time there was so much speculation in regard to Britney's like state of health her well-being but then it was like wait a minute this fire ass song just came out and there's a fire ass album coming out like so like it was like what's like is she okay because the music so far
0: is excellent like Give me more. Nah, it was a hot track. That, that shit, whole Blackout album was a hot
1: that entire album is fire, so it was Blackout kind of is like, like Beyonce's B Day. You know what? You're right, it's like the white B Day, <laughs> <Like, laughs> it's like the white B Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like this is either going to be like an iconic, another iconic Britney Spears VMA moment for like the good. But we—I don't think anyone expected the bad like that bad. And she just—Mama was not there. <laughs> mama was not there. But it—it it, it did beget some some great moments. Just—it just also wasn't a good moment. So <clears throat> I'm going to end our our VMA moments there. Yeah. And we're going to get into performances. Some of our five. All time favorite VMA performances Now mind you there are a gaggle Of great VMA performances Like even making this list I was like Damn there are so many that like I want to include But I only had to pick five Now I kind of cheated I'm not gonna lie I kind of cheated when I did my list Um So my, my, my top three Are all artists and their various Moments Okay so I'm going to start with my number 5. My number 5 is Lady God. Well, I'm sorry. My number 5 is Michael Jackson at the 1995 uh, VMA's. Like what a moment.
0: Is that dangerous? Yes. That's when okay. he he had
1: like a 12-minute moment where he performed a lot of his hits. And it was just I you know what's funny? When I was looking through, uh, going through the performances uh, to like compile this list, I realized a lot of my favorite VMA performances—they might as well have left the mic backstage. But those people yeah. were performing down.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, it was a show. It was a show. Yeah. A moment. Yeah, it really was.
1: <clears throat> from from Madonna performing Vogue to um, you know various Britney performances to Michael performances, like the mics weren't on. But the choreography, the, the d- dramatics, the staging, the styling, everything, the showmanship, all that was on. And it was another, Michael is like another prime example. Like his performance was just showmanship through and through. Like he performed and he also, he did what, what I asked for earlier, like he had so much presence that like his, his intro was literally just him standing there. And like the 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 audience went wild because it's Michael Jackson, so yeah. Again, this just goes to show you the weight the VMAs
0: once held. Once held. Once once held. Once. Yeah. Once it out, not anymore. Right. Um. Another one of my favorite VMA performances... Um. I I, I can't even put my one three five. I'm just gonna go with Jan Jackson's. Um tribute to her brother when they did Scream and Lorianne Gibson performed and there was just this whole moment Um, that performance was just so iconic to me you could feel the passion just coming from the screen Beyonce was in the audience jamming. that was also 2009 Um, what a year what a year what a year of VMA performances Janet aired it out down to the ground and it was just such a legendary performance because I think that we had never got Scream live before um uh so it was just good to see it. Um yeah, I love that moment.
1: Absolutely. Um <clears throat> my number 4 is actually going to be Lady Gaga paparazzi. Um at the this was also the 2000 No, this was the 2010. No, this was 2009, wasn't it? No. Hold on. 2 It was 2010. Yeah. Yeah, this was the 2010 um, Video Music Awards. And dare I say, this might be... Actually, it was 2009. It was? 2009 was a hell of a fucking year. That, you know what? That might be, like, the last real Video Music Awards. Like, that might be the last true, like, through and through, like, really, really good VMAs. When folks gave a fuck. When people gave a fuck. And I think... I think Gaga might be the last new artist to really fuck the VMA stage up. Like I'm talking like create a moment moment because I can't think of a moment past that. Like from a new artist.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> like, espe- where they think- really like cemented themselves as like, this is who I am. This is my lane. Right.
1: Because yeah, if you think I- about it at the time, Gaga was this new girl. We didn't really know too, too much about her. I had been into her cause I, I've, I got into Gaga summer of twenty uh, two thousand eight. Um, my cousin and I went to Canada's Wonderland, and she Gaga performed there along with the other legends. um truly legends, hits they stick like grits. Okay, I'm just yeah. don't argue with me. Um She performed with them And she Listen, actually Kaya Ka- said All you need is one hit All you need is one And the funny thing is Gaga actually opened For them
0: Again. Really? For Girlishes? Yes.
1: Yeah To be fair There was like 12 acts Nelly closed the show But okay. Gaga came out before them So she technically Opened for them Um yeah. But yeah So I had been into Gaga Since then And that was maybe like June Of 2000 If not July 2008 Um and we, I remember us like going home and getting on LimeWire, Vintage, and like finding all of Gaga's old, uh, all of Gaga's music, which at that point was new. I was about to say old, but it was brand new. Like none of that stuff was even on YouTube. Like that's how vintage this is. She didn't even have. Only thing she had on YouTube was like a few random performances um, from like the New York bar scene. But like, so to see her go from that to like performing a FMA's and then having this moment, it was the blood and the drama and the. I remember everyone being like What the fuck is going on And that exactly too. is what the VMAs is about Like you're supposed to create that moment Where people are like uh, Like what, what is happening For the good or the bad You know what I mean Like, And we just haven't yeah. had that We haven't had a good moment like that since So that's
0: definitely Gaga is my number 4 Okay So my number this is number. This is my number four, I think. Um, it's gonna be Ladies Night with Lil Kim, Missy Elliott, Left Eye, Angie Martinez, DeBrat. Um, that right there, that track. It's just, it's just such a feel good record. It makes you feel like you are really the baddest bitch, which you and all your girls. And I just feel like the performance was so cute. Like we love a theme. First thing first, all the dancing was so good. Like, the stage performance was so good with all the ladies. Yeah. It was just an awesome performance. Like, and I feel like it was iconic because we have all of the hottest female rappers at the time coming together as sisters, performing together, really shutting it down. And then the video was even more iconic with all the ladies in the video support one supporting one another. It's just... I think it's just a, a, a very iconic moment, Ladies Night, Lil Kim. Do you know? Do you know what I love the most about that performance? What?
1: There's a like when Missy's coming out to to perform her like part of it, her mic goes out. Right, and she's yes. performing, and Lil Kim is like, "Girl, your mic. Girl, take my mic."
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> take I love my mic. yes, take my mic. Take my mic, and Missy yeah. grabs
1: it, and it was just like, "See, that's that's what I'm talking about." That's what I'm talking about, like, we could never, listen, if that happened now, (laughs) Cardi would not be like, here, Nicki, take my mic, and Nicki would not be like, here, anyone, take my mic, Nicki would be on the other side of the stage, trying to have her moment, like, I just, ugh, what a moment, what a moment. Yeah. Um, Next for me, like I said, my top three are gonna be artists, and then their various moments, so my number three is actually Janet. Um, her if slash, that's the way love goes performance. Some <laughs> of the best dancing the VMA stage has ever seen.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, m-
1: Mama destroyed that. Like destroyed. Um, and then also speaking of dancing, doesn't really matter. Find a VMA performance that's there. Doesn't really matter. Like she demolished that performance. Like the all. Ob- I remember. Watching that and being very confused at first because it was like a fan kind of setup and everyone was wearing black and I was like, "What is going? What is going on? What's going to happen?" And Janet happened. Jackson, if you're nasty, all over that stage. So, Janet is my number three icon.
0: Icon. Another iconic performance is um, Britney Spears. I can't get no satisfaction. Even with the wardrobe malfunction, Mama still made a way to slay that performance. Um, and energy, vibrancy, like the dance execution is amazing. The hair throwing, uh, the hairography is amazing. Um, the props are amazing. Like it's 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 a very millennium two thousand kind of performance. Um, and it's it, 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 it I one thing I would say about Britney Spears, she's always very true to the era that she's in, and like the time period. Mm. Um, and, and and you can watch a Britney Spe- you can watch a Britney Spears performance and be like, oh, it, this is from year two thousand, whatever, right? And you can point it like she's very specific and very on trend, but 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 still cutting edge and still original in her own right. But you can look at it and tell exactly what year it is. I feel like when when you watch her performances, which I appreciate, um. I, I love that performance. I loved how she came out in the chair and then she, you know. She gave you whole like intro, okay? Yeah, she gave, you a, she gave you an intro and she had like the little acapella intro. It was nice. Try. Yeah.
1: Listen, Britney mm-hmm. Brittany, Brittany fucked that up. I'm going to get into it when I discuss her mind. My yeah. number two is going to be Beyonce. Beyonce has had a bevy of great uh, VMA performances. So From her Lemonade montage to her Ring... The Ring the the Alarm performance... Listen. Mm Mm-hmm. Beyonce has two performances where I was like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. Both from 2006. Mm. The BET Awards um, Deja Deja Vu Vu performance. Yep and ring the alarm at the VMAs. It was like Oh, wait a minute. This bitch ain't playing like Nope. She's coming for what's hers, like Mhm. Yeah, she she Beyoncé has eaten the VMA stage up. Up. She really has. So
0: just iconic. Agreed. Iconic. Agreed. Um my number 2 it's gonna be ladies' night. I'm sorry, Lady Marmalade. It's gonna be a little Kim. Look, baby, look, Kim has, has popped her ass up in my uh, my list twice already. And she um, was in the iconic moments. Yeah, and she and she was in. I mean, look, uh, little Kim. Y'all just better understand the little Kim at the material. is that girl.
1: Look at the material. You be the judge of it.
0: Lil Kim is that girl through and through. She has the errors. She has the she has the credibility. She has the namesake. Looking for that girl. Anyway, um, Lady Marmalade, Little Kim, Christina Aguilera, Missy Elliott, Maya Pink, and the reigning queen, Miss Patti LaBelle. Um, like, that performance to me was so sickening. Oh, I'm sorry, no, shit, Patti Bell came out at the Grammys. At the Grammys. Yeah. I was just
1: about to say, wait, Damn it! Grammys?
0: She came out at the Grammys. Although, although the, the
1: Lady Marmalade performance at the VMA still slapped, like...
0: Oh, yeah, no, oh, no, it still slaps, it still slaps, but I thought Patti was there, but Patti was not there. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that performance, it, it goes off. Still slaps. Um, you know, it, it all of the ladies look amazing, and that's one of my favorite moments from the VMAs for a certain
1: absolutely Um, my number one like I said earlier Britney Spears she is the VMAs like without question her oops performance which Malik spoke about earlier to me that's Britney's best VMA performance it was everything mind blowing like the the, the I Can't Get No Satisfaction intro to the, the rip off of the outfit with the nude bodysuit under it, with just a bit, and her body was sick. Like, her body was ill, like insane. And like, just to go from that into oops, and like, she demolished that stage with the d- it was It was so quintessential late 90s pop. Just everything about it was just perfect. Like, I remember seeing that shit in the news. I remember going to school like the next day and everyone talking about it. I remember it being in the newspaper like how it was too provocative. Like I remember everything about that moment. Like like literally iconic. The I'm a slave for you performance with the snake. It's funny. More people love the I'm a slave for you performance than the Oops performance, but I personally think the Oops performance is more exciting
0: way more exciting way more dynamic I yeah. think the I'm a Slave I think I think that I'm a Slave for you is more commercial um but the oops, a good point a um comment. is way more theatrical and way more impactful and way more just specific like right um that's a theme like I feel like the I'm a Slave for you was like it was just the video choreography with the snake and the costume like like that was like a performance video right absolutely yeah, the and then it was a moment
1: probably the most iconic VMA moment of all time to me Madonna, Britney, Christina, and Missy.
0: Oh, yeah, when they kissed.
1: Performing Hollywood. Yeah. Like, as a Britney, a a young Britney stan, to see the look on Justin Timberlake's face when Britney and Madonna kissed... Yeah. <laughs> to see the audience's reaction, everyone gagged. Mary J. Blanche was like, what the fuck is going on? Gaggy. Mary J. was gaggy. And Snoop Dogg was in his seat, like, I know I'm high, but did I just see what I thought I saw? <laughs> and then for Missy to run her ass out of nowhere after that, and then have like a little a little hip hop moment. It was just I, in my personal opinion, think that is that is the most iconic VM. I don't think that will ever be topped. I don't think that'll ever be topped. Period.
0: I don't think so either. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think the the one person in my mind who has the most iconic VMA performances of all time, and who is the VMAs of um for the of my era of my era for for certain, is the one and only Queen Bee, the one and only Beesas, the one and only Sasha Fierce, the one and only Beyonce the one and the only yancey the one and only mrs carters um i can mrs. go on <laughs> mrs on, on carters one. mrs <laughs> carters mrs
1: Carters yo why okay. do black people add an s behind everything
0: <laughs> mrs carters rolling stones <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> mines <laughs>
0: <laughs> mines
1: yours <laughs> nigga that one said mines no there's no s
0: it's just mine Oh, that's weak i'm weak as fuck okay um, so definitely Beyonce, all of her performance. I mean, I was so captivated by her performance from two thousand three when she came in upside down. I day thought
1: boys,
0: I thought that was just really powerful and impactful, you know. Um of course my all time favorite is gonna be her lemonade melody. Um Yeah, she just destroyed so ma- she destroyed just so many the things, lemonade. But just montage. amazing art direction, amazing um Visuals and one thing I want to say about Beyonce, Beyonce has actually changed the way we actually perform at award shows. You think she's so? She's actually changed the way that we use um, cinematography when it comes to, like the angles and the way that we shoot. Um, and and I say that because Beyonce was the one that really changed the game. I'm gonna challenge that.
1: I'm going to challenge ah. that. I have a few examples. I'm sorry. You know, creative direction is my thing. I have a few examples. I've seen <clears> it done before B. I will say she's definitely, she makes the cameraman work. And she's B. probably, Yate makes the cameraman work. She's one she of the does. last, she's one of the last girls that make the cameraman, one of the only men, make, one of the only girls that make the cameraman work. But uh, I've seen it before. But
0: go ahead, go ahead, Stan. Uh, I'm standing. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, in my opinion, you know, she is the one that's really pushed um, the visual and the award show like effect forward and really like having all the other girls who want to be as commercial and as popular as her take her lead behind them. Now, of course, I'm sure there are some other artists that have done it, but what I'm talking about is when Beyonce does something, she puts the stamp of approval on it. It doesn't matter if someone else has already done it. It's like, oh, Beyonce's done it. Now it's hot. Beyonce's done it. Now it's time for everyone else to go because the queen... she. When, when kind of like whatever things, Rihanna wears. She puts she puts the execution on it so bad, and she puts her spin on it so bad that people have to figure out how they can steal it in some kind of some kind of way. Like try to like try to manufacture it. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. You know what that reminds me of almost like the jay-z effect like it's not cool until jay-z says okay now we're wearing button-ups like no beyonce we're not, has we're, we're, power we're not her her talking name. about
1: her we're not talking about her what that reminds me of do you have you seen the i'm sure you've seen it because you're a beyonce stan the documentary for her that performance the 2003 uh, vma performance absolutely and do you remember how they were talking about how people don't want her to go to their shows
0: uh, Show, <laughs> but because but, but she gonna steal everything yeah they
1: said that <laughs> She said that very yo, clear. Yo, I remember rewatching that in 2006 and being like, oh, so she knows. She knows. Oh, so she knows. Okay, cool. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, those were our, um, that was our journey down VMA lane, if you will. Um, and with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break. and A quick little break. And we'll be right back with you.
0: Hey, you guys. It's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-G-A-Y underscore. And our Instagram is G-R-O-W-N-U-P-G-A-Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode.
1: So for this week's On The Timeline So There have been a lot of discussions Quite a lot of discussions over the past uh, Week or so Some a little controversial Some not so controversial Um, The first one And I don't know if you saw this one Malik uh, Dave Chappelle He has a new Netflix uh, comedy special Where he Makes a I think the I think he's calling it a joke. I think that's what's supposed to be, <laughs> where he says, "Why is it I can say nigger with such impunity, but I can't say the word faggot?" And the if you want to watch the entire bit, it's uh, I'm sure you can simply Google it. It pops up, um, and essentially he's talking about how during the uh, creation of his last. Uh, Netflix special he was You know rehearsing bits or whatever And there was a white woman that was like Hey you know he said the word faggot I guess In his bit and there was a white woman that was like Hey um You can't say that It's a little offensive And he said he was like oh You know I understand the LGBTQ You know the alphabet warriors As some of them call us Um, You know Mm -hmm. he's like oh and then as he was walking out He turned around and was like huh So Becky, come over here again. Uh, if I can't say faggot, why is it that I can say nigger? And she was like, "Oh, well, because you're you you know you're you're not a part of the LGBT." And he's like, "I'm also not a nigger." So that's the joke, right? He's not a nigger, so technically no one should be allowed to say the word nigger. Blah, 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 Right, and there have been a bunch of dis- uh, discussions because of the nuance and da da da. It was a bad joke. It was a horrible joke. At that, it was very lazy, and I saw so many discussions about you know, you know, him trying to conflate you know the two different experiences and how you know you can reclaim black people can reclaim the word you know nigger, but you know. Gays, you know, reclaim f- like I saw all these discussions, and I was like, at the end of the day, like it just wasn't a good joke because he understands exactly why we can say nigga. Like, let's be clear: a we don't walk around saying n i g g e r. If we're gonna be technical, we say we call each other nigga with the a, right? We've removed quote unquote the stain from the term and use it as a term of endearment, um, or just a a term of. Personhood, thinghood, um, so to me, it was just like it was just a bad joke. It it wasn't clever. It wasn't you know smart. It wasn't funny. It was lazy, and I and I like I like I tweeted like I don't know if he, this is supposed to be like his offensive, you know, Richard Pryor error era, but like
0: come harder, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just think that I just think that black people, especially queer black people, are too intersectional to even be, um, to to like have to deal with like such like lazy jokes like that. I do think that exactly what you said he he knows exactly why we can say the word nigga and um <clears throat> and not the word faggot. Like, I think that Dave Chappelle is one of those comedians that his whole I'm not gonna say his his own existence, but Dave Chappelle took a lot of years off, um, and I kind of feel like he's not that funny to me. He's I He's like say that. he's really like jazzed up and, and he's talked up because he took so much time off because he's kind of like this mythical like living legend almost. But I mean, I don't. I'm not. I know. I'm not really like. A Dave Chappelle fan in the sense that I know what he's done, but when it comes to this particular thing with the whole Netflix special, I just thought the joke was like, "Oh, okay." It was it was very it was it was easy. It, it was, was like, lazy. It was it was a very logical joke. It was like one plus one equals two. It wasn't one of those jokes where you like went home like, "Oh, I get it." No, it was it was very straight to the point. Right. And I felt and, and I, so I'm agreeing with you. I, I thought that was very straight. It, it it was just too simple. You know what it is
1: Dave Chappelle for me Because I I didn't watch The Dave Chappelle show When I was younger I've I've never really Found him that funny But I kinda feel like You know how Lauren Hill released The Miseducation of Lauren Hill And nothing else Yeah I feel like Dave Chappelle Is what happens When you release other things After that Miseducation of Lauren Hill Like (laughs) The material Just doesn't match up Sis Yeah just doesn't match up. So yes, um, other things that were on the timeline. Um, speaking of blacks and sexual, you know, orientation, Jadena, that beautiful mountain of a man, uh, was on. See, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was on, uh, interviewing with Sway in the morning. Yep,
0: with we'll Sway, in the and morning.
1: he spoke on homosexuality in Africa because there's this notion, there's this. Uh, idea that homosexuality is a white man's disease quote-unquote i'm mean, just air quotes y'all can't see them because it's a podcast but <laughs> there it's a white man's disease and it's not a thing that black people partook in you know in the motherland back when we were all kings and queens right everyone was a fucking king and a queen um and he went on the show and dispelled that and shout out to him because i felt like he listened to our, remember our episode we did not we did it, an episode, um, I want to say a few months ago, where we discussed homosexuality in, like, the ancient cultures. Yeah, um, we did. Mm-hmm. And he touched on two of the things that we mentioned. So, like, either he listened to the show or he did the same research that I did. <laughs> I'm going to say he listened to the show because that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> um, but he brought up uh, the king of... Um, the The what is now uganda and how he was an openly queer i'm going to say king and that he had um male sub I don't, subjects or male relationships mm-hmm. um publicly and he if you listen to our episode we talk about how uh ironically christianity was something that was brought into the kingdom of i forgot what they called it prior to uganda i think it was uh it was something similar to uganda i've Forgive me for forgetting um, And how Christianity was brought into the That culture, their culture um, And he actually Killed a bunch of people because what they Started doing was talking down on His, you know ch- Sexual orientation and, and the things that he was partaking in And um, They essentially were, went from Engaging in, in, in Homosexual acts as a Community To some of them, like I said deciding to go against it and trying to get him thrown off uh thrown down from being king and he killed them niggas because he said what y'all not gonna do is you know come over here with this new religion and tell me what i shouldn't do from what i've been doing um so yeah and Jadena also spoke on other cultures and how it's uh like i said it's prominent in in african history and how they've seen it in, in the arts and and the, the paintings in caves all around ancient africa So, shout out to Jadena. His album, 85 to Africa, is actually pretty good. I listened to it the other day when I was in the gym. It's a little more rapidy rap than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little more uh, Afro beats, a little more, you know, walk up your waist, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good, and it's good to see him spreading this knowledge and informing, you know, people that gays have been around a very long time.
0: And we ain't going to what, motherfucker?
1: We're not. We're not. Uh someone that did go somewhere that they probably shouldn't have gone is a white Ooh. woman. <laughs> a uh, um a white woman was performing now Malik, this is one of your cousins.
0: Now let's hold on now, you know what? Let me This is one of here.
1: this is one of your yoga do ass cousins because you know, y'all we're Mal- not gonna do. Malik will do yoga any fucking way. <laughs> like,
0: what Malik- we're not gonna do is <laughs> conflate the two. This is a woman who is being negligent, <laughs> and she's being dangerous. The story is there is a 23-year-old college student who was white out woman. in a... Tr- a white woman and she was on a trip In Mexico with her friends and she decided That she wanted to do some type of young Some some type of yoga pose And what you'll notice is that even in the Description of the, the, the article They never described what the pose Was because the bitch was not doing Any fucking yoga let's o- be clear According okay. to them it's extreme Yoga there's no such thing As extreme that, that's, <laughs> that's not a real thing That's, so gonna gonna a be, that's not a real thing That's gonna be gonna you do. <laughs> The media is not gonna sit here and try to create propaganda. What, to what you're not gonna do, not, you're not gonna slander yoga. You're not gonna sit here and slander yoga and, and create propaganda. You around better, you better come idea. on
1: public relations.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what the media does. Like, all right, anything that, that that's well in this space and something that's natural to get folks to feel better, they slay it. And not folks are like, oh, I can't do yoga. You know folks die out of buildings. Bitch, please. <laughs> The girl was drunk off a bean, doing something (laughs) crazy. Jumped over there, saying, "Oh, friend, look!" And then even in the picture they showed, and I think that's not a yoga pose. I
1: was gonna say that's what makes it funny. Well, not funny because it's fucked up. But your friend is hanging off the side of a balcony, mind you. They are eighty feet up.
0: Yep,
1: eighty. This isn't. This isn't like over a pool. This isn't like. You know one balcony up You're 80 feet in the air And y'all let your friend Climb over the side of a building And hang off of it With no hands No feet. feet Just her And knee y'all knee. are surprised that the bitch fell 80 feet Just just her knee 80 And you, you know what killed me All under the comments what you remember the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Where it was like Uh, Hillary, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Splat. Yes. There were so many people under the comments doing all types of variations of that. And it was taking me down. And the gag is, she survived. Oh yeah, she's not dead. She broke 102 bones. Bitch, I didn't even know we had that many. (laughs) Yeah. She broke 102 bones and is in intensive care, but she survived.
0: And hey, she's gonna be just fine. I feel white like don't die. They have nine lives. Sh- you know, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you cannot, you cannot get rid of them holes. Okay, damn.
1: <laughs> Not white people being roaches anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bitch, it don't matter what kind of spray you use, from holes. The
1: holes got some kind of jeans. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> uh. So, <laughs> the last thing that I want to discuss is I've seen a lot of this topic on the timeline. Uh, Summer is coming to an end You know whether you had a hot girl summer Or you much like me Had a flop girl summer (laughs) um, It is winding down It's been The weather's been amazing here in New York Like it's been It's been like Low 70s Maybe mid 70s Clear skies A cloud or two maybe at the most No rain It's been sunny It's been beautiful Like I'm kind of sad that it's gonna get cold but I'm also happy that it's not 90 degrees anymore because New York can be a little unbearable. So, with that being said, a few of the things that come with summer is, uh, you know, fall. I mean, a few of the things that come with summer coming to an end are, of course, fall, uh, prepping for 2020, and probably the most discussed one, cuffing season. Mm. So, first thing I want to get into the cuffing season, Malik. Do you have a starting five? And if so, are you currently um, auditioning for who's going to take the lead, if you will? You see how I went from
0: sports to performance? That was so gay of me. That was... You know what? (laughs) I am building my starting five as we speak. Come on, roster. It's so interesting. I'm building it up right now. And there are... Let me tell you guys. There are some contenders, baby, coming down the court. We have... (laughs) Um, for real, I have some contenders, baby. I, I got some fine ass niggas on this top on on this top five. Um, you know, I have this thing for daddy uncle type of men. You know, but
1: and if you come, daddy, I know he getting the fatties, so daddy. So <laughs> daddy, 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 <laughs> daddy. daddy, daddy, daddy,
0: daddy. <laughs> I, I do like uh I do have an attraction to, to older men, uh, weirdly enough. So uh, there are a few guys that are on the starting five that are you know in their forties and then there's some guys that are on the starting five that that are in their twenties around my age. So I think you have to have a, a good mix. So the answer question I I'm building.
1: My mm. top five,
0: and I'm actually deciding who's going to round out. What are um, you?
1: What are you looking for in, in, in a in, in a cuffed, if you will, a cuffed person? What, what what does one have to be? What are three things you're looking for in order for you to lock it down?
0: Okay, so this season of the fall winter for cuffing season <laughs> for the fall winter. What is what are you? What is your fall winter collection? <laughs> this my for my, fall, for my fall winter collection. Okay, I'm looking for. Um, vibrancy. Mm. Um the person needs to be really colorful, really vibrant in themselves and in 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 their personality. Like have something to say, have something to do, um, you know, just have some kind of complexity to yourself, you know, some kind of colour. Personality is key. Um, number two, I want the person to be decisive, know what you want to do, know who you want to be and be on some type of path to manifest and, and, and not only manifest, but to reap harvest. Because if you don't know who you are or where you want to go, there's no way that you know what lot to go to to cash and your stocks and your bonds, mm, you know. Okay. so you So I need somebody to be decisive and be able to know exactly who they are, what they want to do. And I think the last part is communication. It's key. Because throughout it all, you can't pivot your business or adjust in any kind of relationship if you do not know how to tell people what's going on and what I need to be successful. And um, in this season that I'm in, I need to be able to be with a man who can articulate to me why he's feeling this way, and what it's going to take for us to be able to move forward in these emotions and these coming and these goings. So, mm-hmm. I think those are three things that I need a nigga to have for cuffing season and an and honorable mention aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I mean, you need to be aesthetically pleasing to me. I like guys who, uh, you know, look good, and 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 you, and, and the, you, I'll let you know if you look good. All uh, name good. mama. On they hood uh, They look uh-huh. fly They uh-huh. look good okay <laughs> <Touch> they swag <laughs> Wish you could be strong Okay
1: <laughs> that's I love that song
0: Yeah I love that I love that song I love all them Louisiana I look good um, I
1: love that song so much It makes yeah. me smile
0: That's, that's it yeah. Okay so if you fit
1: the criteria And you know You live in the A Preferably And you trying to get Bottom Boot up You know Uh huh uh-huh. Hit uh-huh. hit Malik
0: and his slide of his DMs. Hey, they all the way. I don't me. wanna I don't wanna have no overwhelming response. Sweetheart. <laughs> 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 okay. You know what? I'm not. I remember. <laughs> I refuse to even acknowledge you, bitch. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Have you sorry. lost your mind? Such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare come for my fantasy. Woo! <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> that was so funny. Um, so yes. Um, <laughs> now, what are your goals for the fall? What are you looking to do this fall? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you know? What do you want to give?
0: Yeah, I'm turning 28, so I want to give this. I want to give more big boss, big bitch, big dick and all, all season. The fall is gonna be all about um, <clears throat> harvest and overflow, and it's gonna be all about abundance and being opulent mm. this fall for me. And I and, and and that's just what's to come for my life because I feel like I've been working really hard to make so many things happen for myself. And so the fall is gonna be about abundance. So that's gonna be my theme. You know, just big boss energy, big bitch energy, big nigga energy, um, being myself and doing the things that are important to me. That's dope. Yeah, right. what about you? What do you want to channel mm-hmm. this fall?
1: Um, this fall I don't want to do shit. <laughs> but focus on myself. I'm dead ass like I spent all of summer sick and like thinking I was going to die and like, you know. It yeah. really do de- it really derailed my year. And I just want to get back in my bag. And like, it's funny cuz my father i love my dad so much <laughs> he's been like his new thing is okay so because when my bod, blah, 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 when my father uh bought my nutribullet for me he bought him his him, one himself because he's that my dad is that kind of person where like you'll be like oh i love these sneakers and like he'll buy them for you and then he'll buy th- himself a pair because he sees that they're like quote unquote cool especially with me like if he sees me like wearing something or doing something he's always like huh you know, like what is that? But he bought mind you he bought this thing two years ago <laughs> and he's never used it. And he recently went to the doctor and the doctor was like, Now, diabetes runs in your family. You had three aunts that passed away from it. My dad did. So like you need to get it together. Like Hello, you know, health and fitness. So my father's been like hitting yep. me up, like, what do I do to lose weight? And I've been like, Girl, I don't know. Tell me <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> a bitch. I'm just joking. But no, we've been sharing, I've been sharing like recipes with him um, to use on the Nutribullet. So, like, his new favorite thing in the world is like texting me or calling me, like, oh, I tried this new one with papaya and this and that, and it's so good and da da da. So, with that being said, um, I'm trying to focus on health and fitness because I have some things that run in my family that I don't want to run into me. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to live a long, prosperous life. And yeah, my my goal for this fall is just, just to focus on myself Be as selfish as, as selfish as possible And just get my life back on track Because I feel like spring was pretty on track uh, Winter was a, a, a fuckfest Literally and figuratively um, Spring, like I said, was on track Summer was a mess <laughs> Like emotionally, mentally, physically, a mess So for fall, I just want to like Numye Renge Ho Minus the ho Okay That's my That's my goal for fall
0: Okay I think yeah. that's an awesome goal
1: Yeah And the last question I had Is how or where Would you like to ring Bring in your 2020 Like if You could just Ooh. Do something lavish To bring in this year Or it doesn't have to be lavish Just what How do you want to bring in your 2020 <sighs> Cause you know we can start wanna, planning from
0: now, friend. I want to bring in my 2020. I don't know how I want to bring. I don't. That's a great question. Last year I had a really fabulous New Year's party at my house, and I really mm. enjoyed that. And I think I want to do that again this year. I think I want to have another New Year's party. Hmm. I really enjoy community. I really enjoy fellowshipping with, with people and the whole five, four, three, two, two one, one. Happy New Year! Like I love yeah. that, and and I also love hosting. And so I think. Ooh, look, there was a me, joke right there. I, I, listen, <laughs> I left it. alone, Let me though. tell you something. I left it alone. If you can, if you can come to me, that's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love to host. No, um, but but. In in all seriousness, um, if if, if I didn't have a party at my house, I think I would travel somewhere. Where? I'm not sure. Maybe to New York or Tokyo. Somewhere Mm. that was going to have a really big, impactful New Year's celebration where it would be, like, you know, lots of energy and and lots of uh, electricity. Yeah. I feel
1: you on that. I haven't actually celebrated New Year's, like... A thing thing in forever I feel like I've Worked basically I worked Last New Year's I worked the New Year's Before that the New Year's before that I think The last one I actually brought in was 20 2014 I think Going into 2015 and I did that in Toronto With my family and that Was lovely but <clears throat> I actually want to do Something like I want to I want to be at somebody's Party or I want to be At somebody's club or I want to Be at I want to be like you said I want to be around Energy and like people and good vibes and fun and good music or i would love to be in like a sickening location like yeah somewhere international maybe on a beach doing like firework with friends on a beach or something like something 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 grand i want i really want to celebrate and bring in, in the year because i haven't done that in a while i feel like i need to
0: yeah i think Because the fall is ending, and because not fall, because because fall is ending, because fall is starting, and you know there's just gonna be so much harvest and just so much good energy that's gonna come around for um, the you know the next five six months. I think it's important that we really do it big for a new year. So let's plan something. We should. Yeah.
1: Growing Up Gay, The New Year is Spectacular Will you be there?
0: Oh, I love how that sounds You guys write in and tell us What do you want to do for New Year's with Growing Up Gay? Yes,
1: let us know what are your plans for fall yeah. Comment, you know What do you want to do for the fall? Are you going to do like me And just focus on yourself until your New Year's And then you can go to skin out on Bada Or are you going to I don't know, pumpkin spice latte your life away Let us know <laughs> <laughs> Let us know and with that being said that was this week's episode of growing up gay we hope you all enjoyed it as always please be sure to reach out to us uh, on the show's social media on our instagram that is grown up gay g-r-o-w-n you can follow us tweet us talk to us on twitter at growing up gay underscore and you can reach malik on twitter at yo malik you can reach myself on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. If there's any questions or anything you'd like to ask us, because we do have the spill it segment. And Malik, where can they reach out to if they want to spill some things to us? Spill some tea, if you will.
0: Yes, if you want to spill the tea, you can. First thing first, you can always DM us on on all of our social media platforms. Yes, Vaughn said you can DM or tweet Vaughn on Instagram at Vaughnigram. You can t- tweet him or DM him on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. You can hit me up on twitter at yo Malik instagram at Malik Khalid yoga um, and email us at Malik at growingupgay that's Malik m a l i k at g r w i n up gay dot com same thing for Vaughn vaughn at growingupgay.com, and right into the show growing up gay podcast at gmail at gmail.com And um, you can write in to spill it and tell us the tea, and we're gonna sound off and tell you what the hell we think about this drama that you're in, or and or this situation, whatever.
1: (laughs) If you have any questions for us, you know, you can always. That's where. That's what the spill it is all about. It's about asking us questions, or if you need advice, or any of those great things. But in the meantime, queer people of the world, and the few hetero people that listen to us. Uh, We hope you enjoy your weekend, or your week, or your night, and your day.
0: If you're in Atlanta for pride, (laughs) have a safe black pride. I'll see you out in these streets. If you see me, holla at me. Let's take a picture together.
1: Wear your condoms. Take your prep. Drink your water. Talk to your parents. Find Jesus. (laughs) Even if it's at the bottom of a bottle. Okay, let's stop.